After years on the road, Timmy parked the van and picked up the mic to bring you this podcast that features interviews with people from hardcore to hair metal. This is Talk To Me with your host, Joshua Toomey. What is up, everybody? Welcome to Talk To Me. This is episode 95, and on this episode, I speak to John Five. He is currently out touring his new album, Season of the Witch. He's out on tour with John Five and the Creatures. You also know him from Rob Zombie's band, and formerly of Marilyn Manson, David Lee Roth, and a plethora of other bands. We have a jam-packed episode this week. I don't know if I've had this much in one episode, so if you're downloading this, you're getting yourself a treat because we also have appearances by Chris Aiken of the Classic Metal Show. We're doing a non-point ticket to give away for their show here in Louisville, Kentucky. But first, before we start off with anything else, uh, if you stuck around the entire episode last week, I played a song by the guy Scribble, the rapper Scribble, great, great rapper out of California. He's done some great stuff for uh, for the CMS, for the Classic Metal Show, and uh, I kind of tongue-in-cheek said, hey, Scribble, where's my song? Where's the Talk To Me song? And I got a message the other day saying, uh, what's your email address? I want to send you the Talk To Me rap. And I was like, wow, let's check this out. So I got it in the, uh, got it in the old email. I played it for myself and the wife last night, and we were cracking up listening to it. So before we get started and shoutouts for sharing, before I read an iTunes review, I have to play you this song by Scribble. So let's check it out, and let me know what you guys think. So let's check out Scribble doing the uh, Talk To Me rap. Talk to me. Do not attempt to approach, talk to me motherfucker, you gon' just sit up close Raised by the devil, marked by the gods to be the king of this podcast shit when it drops Fucking around with Josh, get your face all split up Get stuck in the zone when you lit up, you better shut your bitch off and pick up Who you pause that, dopest weekly podcast, rock stars, the ball rap and everything in between You tune into that groviest, fattest shit on the planet, a good time from this jack of all trades We demanded every single week to hear this motherfucker speak candid Hey, breathe the twist that if you missed it, bitch, you slipping I think they might need manage, he probably jumped the shark Cause Tony's about to blow and leave a legendary mark So welcome to the carnival, this shit's about to spark If you ain't with it, then a spricken gon' rip your ass apart Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me <laughs> How can you be in a bad mood after listening to that song? That's amazing. You guys will hear that from here on out at some point in each episode of Talk To Me. That's amazing. Thank you, Scribble. And make sure you guys can go check out Scribble with uh, his latest album, Drug Spun Funk. It's on Spotify. It's on all the platforms. Or make sure and go download it legally so Scribble does not show up at your house looking for the money that you owe him for if you're illegally downloading his stuff. So, man... Thank you so much, Scribble. That was so cool. And uh, make sure to reach out to the show, talktometalk at gmail.com, at talktometalk on Twitter, or facebook.com slash talktometalk. Let me know what you guys think about the Talk To Me rap. And uh, kudos, A+, all the other wonderful accolades to Scribble out there. Thanks for thanks for doing that. All right, let's get into our iTunes review of the week. Thank you for everyone out there who has been getting the stickers in the mail. All I ask is that you go over and, and fill out a nice, quick five-star iTunes review or three-star, two-star, whatever you think the podcast deserves. Head over to iTunes and uh, rate and review the podcast for me. And this one is from Eric Overloaded. Five-star review. Thank you, Eric. Great Insider Interviews is the title. And it goes like this. In-depth interviews with relevant hard rocker slash metal gods. 
with a host who has been on the front lines rocking shows himself. Good deep cuts and up-and-coming hard rock and metal songs thrown in the mix to turn the listeners onto new songs. So thanks, Eric, for leaving a nice five-star rating, nice five-star review on iTunes, and uh, everyone out there getting free stickers, all I ask is that you head over and leave a nice five-star rating, a nice five-star review. And now let's get into our shout-outs for sharing, and that's shout-outs for sharing on Facebook and Twitter. If you see this podcast show up in your timeline, make sure to hit that share button, hit that retweet button, let your friends and family know that you listen to the Talk To Me podcast. So our shout-outs for sharing episode 94 with Jason Wisdom of Death Therapy go to, well, look at that, the band Death Therapy itself shared it. That's always great. Zach from Bleed TV shared it, Bleed TV podcast. Cannot wait to hear their The Walking Dead uh, season finale episode. Should be out probably the same time as this podcast. Got Kenneth Waugh, Eric Moore, the Cobras and Fire podcast. Always great when Baco and those guys share the podcast. Rico Kohler, Joel Baggett, Katie Douglas, Chris Sinzak of the Decibel Geek podcast. AC, that's at A-A-U-L-T-1 on Twitter. MDG Rock Photography, that's Mike. Hey, what's up, Mike? And SNJM Session Podcast. Make sure you guys are checking out that podcast. It's a lot of fun. Hosted by my good friend Eric Moore. So make sure you guys are checking out the SNJM Podcast. And let's see. Make sure once you see this pop up in your timeline, hit that share button, hit that retweet button for a shout out on a future episode of the podcast. All right, and like I said earlier, this is a jam-packed episode. Got some non-point tickets to give away for their show April 18th here in Louisville, Kentucky at the Mercury Ballroom. Two sets of tickets to give away, and we're going to do some trivia. I reached out to Sean Reiner, who you guys all know as the curator of the 361 All Things Non-Point Facebook group and a great friend of the show. Asked him for a great trivia question, so... For some non-point tickets at the Louisville, Kentucky show, the question Sean gave me was, who took non-point on their very first tour? So yeah, Sean Reinert, thanks for the question. Who took non-point on their very first tour? And uh, answer that question. Send that to talktometalk at gmail.com. Hit me up Twitter at talktometalk. Or you can head over to the Facebook, facebook.com slash talktometalk. And hit me up with the answer to that question and get two tickets to the Nonpoint Show April 18th at the Mercury Ballroom here in Louisville, Kentucky. All right, now it's on to the Talk To Me cover of the week, brought to you this week by MetalNexus.net. Make sure you're heading over to MetalNexus.net and getting all of your metal news needs. And uh, Fist and Logan over there have been great to the Talk To Me podcast. So make sure you're checking out MetalNexus.net for your interviews, news, tour reviews, and album reviews. No ego, just metal. Step into the nexus at metalnexus.net. So for the Talk To Me cover of the week this week, this one is suggested by Chris Aiken. This is Kitty doing the great Pink Floyd classic, Run Like Hell. You are listening to Talk To Me on Uncontrolled Noise.
This is Dave Lombardo, and you're listening to Talk To Me. All right, we got Chris Aiken from the CMS on the line. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, music, merchandising that's not music. What's going on, Chris? What is going on, man? Thanks for having me on. Oh, always. It's always a pleasure to have you on. But uh, we were talking earlier, you were drinking some Ellison Coffee Co. Co- uh, coffee this morning, and uh, I was kind of dealing from a hangover from uh, from some Megadeth Atule Monde beer. And uh, yeah, so let's talk. Wow. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like a before and after, all done by <laughs> Megadeth, right? <laughs> right. You know, what's what do you think about all this? All these bands releasing, you know, uh, coffee and beers and, and all kinds of different stuff. What what do you see? You know what, man? It's kind of that double-edged sword with the, with the bands. At first, when they first release whatever they're doing, I'm sure there's a pop to it, you know, because people, if you're an Iron Maiden fan, you want Trooper beer. Right. You know, if you're a really hardcore Iron Maiden fan or doesn't Anthrax have a coffee or a beer or something too? Yeah. Like Charlie Benante put out some coffee and yeah. Yeah. You know, if you're a really hardcore, you'll buy that stuff initially. The problem that they all run into though is that they, they don't they don't have a way to keep it going. Right. You know, they, they, <laughs> yeah, it's great. You go out, out online and you order the stuff and, and, um, you know, and then you have it. And, and but like, I'll give you an example right now. I am totally loving the, um, the Ellison coffee and, you know, I have no reason to plug it other than, to, than I actually bought it. I, I wasn't sent it for free or anything. I, I went onto his website and I bought it, you know, cause I did an interview with Ellison and he was cool and he, he convinced me to buy coffee. Right. You know, he played salesman, convinced me to buy the the Ellison coffee. So I did, and I bought two two flavors. I bought the Kenya Thrash coffee, and I bought the um, Roast in Peace. Nice. Which I could do without the tacky names, but whatever, <laughs> I get it. And now, but I I haven't done the Roast in Peace yet, but I have drank. I've been drinking for about two weeks the Kenya Thrash coffee, and I'll and I'll be the first one to admit it, it is a very good coffee. If if you if you like coffee, this is some really good coffee. Now, but the problem is, what am I going to do? Am I going to order my coffee now online forever versus running to the store when I'm low and just grabbing a a Folgers or whatever? Well, with you, you know, I would be- see you ordering it online because you love ordering online. So that's actually well, probably I, right I up do- your alley. I do, but now I got to remember the Ellison Coffee Company, you know, instead of Amazon, where I order everything online, you know, and and that's the thing. These guys, they have some good ideas and some of them have good products and some of them have terrible products, you know, that they just slap their name on. and, and, And that's kind of the hit or miss is I think a lot of these guys, I think Ellison is really a coffee aficionado and probably would not put out just some piece of shit that has his name on it. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure. <laughs> um, you know, um, I don't think Ellison's just putting out anything. I think Ellison is um, is is putting out 
something that he actually likes. Well, when I had him on, I had him on the podcast last year when he announced the coffee, when he originally put out the first, the, I think he only had the roast in peace, but he broke down that he, you know, he went and, and sampled all these beans and, and, and made sure. sure they were from a certain part of the world and all that stuff. So he was, he's a very, very big into the coffee thing. And, you know, with this Atule Mon beer that I had last night, which I, for some reason, I don't know why Megadeth feels like they need to just keep pushing that Atule Mon thing because, uh, as for a song, it was never one of my favorites. But every time, yeah. every time they do something, man, I feel like it's it's a Tule Mon this and a Tule Mon that. But uh, but other than that, it was a good beer. It was you know, it wasn't. Am I going to buy it again? Probably not. It was thirteen. Right. It was thirteen bucks for a four pack that uh, <laughs> of, of beer that kind of tasted. Uh, you know, Baco from Cobras and Fire said it kind of tasted like a a Blue Moon or something, and it kind of had that taste to it. But you know what I did was I bought the four pack, but also got some Miller Lite. You know, it's like I'm not I'm not I'm not a beer snob, <laughs> so right. I'm, so I, you know I'm gonna buy it for the, you know, hey Megadeth beer. That's that's gonna be a lot right. of fun. But now I'm not. You know, am I gonna go back and buy a second four pack? No. So yeah, the, the only time you might buy it again would be like when Megadeth releases the next album. If you have like a bunch of buddies over to have like a Megadeth listening party or something at your house, <laughs> right. and you buy the beer, yeah, and you would buy the and some coffee for the morning you know and, and there you go and you're ready but yeah and that i think is the problem is that when you do it based on your band it's not a it's not a product that you're that you're putting out there with a sustainable audience yeah you know i i don't think people are who was it that did the hot sauce well everybody didn't everybody like five years ago was doing hot sauce yeah everybody's got a hot sauce and they just slapped their name on it i can't think of it uh, sammy hagar maybe i think he was like the big one hey, but yeah. but that that right there, the fact that you and I, as music dorks, can't think of it, <laughs> that tells you that it has no staying power with fans. Yeah, you know, just none. I mean, if it if I were to drink, you know, dove into this beer last night, it was my favorite beer of all time. Then yes, I'm going to continue to buy it. But you know, for 13 bucks for a four pack of beer that you know I could get, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not like I said, I'm not an IPA snob. I'm not going to, you know, right. I must have a. a dark hops, whiskey barrel aged, blah, blah, blah. You know, I just, I, uh, right. I you know, I, I can drink Bud Light and be happy. So, mm-hmm. so, you know, I bought it, you know, I was, I was trying to think about it like this and it's like, you know, 13 bucks for the four pack, 13 bucks is roughly the price of a CD. You know, how, how wonder what the, the cost, uh, you know, what the profit margin is on this 13 bucks that he's getting, you know, I mean, because I think a lot more people are sadly in this day and age, probably going to buy a four pack of, $13 beer than go out and buy dystopia. <laughs> you know, I wonder, right, sure. I wonder what the, the sales, uh, the sales of this beer is uh, as compared to dystopia, because I got a buddy right. of mine, a buddy of mine messaged me last night when I posted about getting the beer and, and take, you know, tasting it and things like that. He does drink this, like, you know, this is okay. his go-to beer right now. So you got to think, you know, he bought dystopia. Yes. But he's also bought, you know, 10, say 10, four packs. So he's put 130 mm-hmm. bucks into his beer fund, you know. So I just kind of wonder, uh, you know, the, if if CDs aren't selling, maybe they're maybe they're looking at you know coffees and beers. Yeah, well, tie it in. You know, they all got to make money somehow, and and they they all seem to still think that they should be making a million dollars a tour. So you know, now they're branching out into products and whatnot. But but you know, the problem, the other side of that though, is what happens when they release a shit product. You know, and, and I, I, I've told this story on the CMS. I'll tell it here. We, we um, myself and um, 
some friends, we went up to Wisconsin three years ago, I guess, or four now, God, uh, in 2013 to see uh, Van Halen. It was Van Halen and Dokken was opening, and Don Don hooked us up with a bunch of um, passes and whatnot so we could hang out backstage all day. And it was, it was, and it was a fun time. And but one of the one of the bands that was there was Jackal, and Jesse James was there with his with his uh, liquor with his with his whiskey. Yeah, he had whiskey. Yeah, and this whiskey would I would use it to kill rats if I had rats. <laughs> it was it was the most rot gut shit you have ever drank in your mouth. I mean, and he's and he was walking around making everybody take a drink of it. Like oh. we were, were all sitting in a in a tent. We were all sitting in a tent having lunch. It was the the docking guys and the rat guys and um like one or two of the jackal guys. They they brought out you know lunch and we were all just sitting there having lunch and here comes Jesse. Y'all gotta try this. You gotta try some of the whatever it's called the full was it full throttle saloon whiskey or whatever <laughs> and and. We, we were we were all taking mouthfuls. Half the people were spitting it out, and the other half were just like, kind of. <laughs> I, I know for me, Jesse was like in my face. He's like, "Ah, try it." Doesn't even give me a glass; just gives me the bottle, Oof. you know. And, and, and I'm dumping it from the bottle, and I, I took a big old mouthful of it, and it was it was poison. <laughs> it literally was poison bad. But, but I gulped it down, and I, you know, shook my head, and I looked at him and said, "Yeah, Jesse, that was Different. good." <laughs> You know, I was like, yeah, that was uh, good, I guess. And and because I did that, then he went away, which was, I was like, I, I didn't even want to say it was bad because I was afraid he'd be like, oh, we'll take another try. Right. You know, I, I was so afraid he was going to go with that, that he was going to make me do it. But, but my point to this story is now, not that I'm a huge Jackal fan anyway, but now I, I have a bad memory from Jackal. You know, from this fucking, from this bad alcohol, yeah, this bad whiskey, and it's like, okay, well, maybe now, you know, I hate to be this way, but subconsciously, I'm a little less likely to give whatever music he's doing a, a shot now, you know, because it's like, ugh, the last thing I remember about Jackal is this fucking <laughs> rot gut whiskey, and, and I, I don't think that some of these guys. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think it matters. For, obviously, if the if the Megadeth beer was shit. Megadeth's a big enough band that it wouldn't matter. Right. And, you know, but but there's a lot of little bands like Jackal that are doing this kind of stuff. Like, I, I think Warrant had some wine. You know, the, the I Saw Red Wine. It's oh, like, God. all right, the name is beyond cheeseball. Secondly, you had a singer that died from drinking too much, so maybe <laughs> that's a little poor taste. Right. You know, but... but um. And and third, from from what I've heard, I have not tried it myself, so I'm not trying to say this like I've tried it, it was terrible. But I've heard that the wine is not very good either. So it's like if you're a Warrant fan and you drank this wine, right? And you didn't like, you know, now what? Now now the last you know now you got a dead singer and a bad wine. It's like, well, how many people it, buy the actual product to drink it, and how many people buy it to just put on a shelf? That's that's the other thing, you know. If, if you know the Motley Brew that comes out, or even like little bands like Darkest Hour, and uh, I saw some other bands, right. people posting other beers online last night that I didn't even know. Like I've never heard a song by the band, and barely heard their name, but they've already got a beer. And um, I think that if I'm not mistaken, I think Zayo is putting out a beer, which I thought they were a Christian <laughs> metalcore band, but you know, so it's it's. I guess well, I guess we're just living. 
I said Mustaine and Ellison are Christians now, so oh, if they can too. do it. I guess anybody can. Yeah, <laughs> they can. <laughs> they can sell you their beer and you know baptize your baby at the same time. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I mean, I guess you, how many how many trooper beers are sitting on shelves unopened right now? Or so so again, it's not about the product. Right. It's not about producing a good product necessarily. You know, it, it's about a collectible item, and you know. I, Megadeth, Megadeth's a big enough band that I think a lot of collectors would buy it. There's probably a lot of collectors out there that, that have, you know, the same guy that has the the Toot Le Mans beer on his shelf is the same guy that has a, um, you know, Rust in Peace Highway sign up on his wall too. <laughs> right. You know, or, yeah. Or you know, the, those are the kind of people that would do that. The problem is. is when these smaller bands do it, they don't have that kind of a following. Is there really a? Is there really anybody out there that's going to buy warrant wine to save it as like so that people come over and go look at what I got this warrant wine? Yeah. Most people be like, who the fuck is warrant? <laughs> their mantle has you know a picture of their kid, a, a trophy from uh, softball, <laughs> and the warrant wine bottle. Yeah. Like wow, yeah, it's like I know, and I can't even imagine. I love the band Darkest Hour that you mentioned. Yeah. I, can't imagine in a million Sundays that I would ever be like, man, my life won't be complete until I have the darkest hour barbecue sauce or whatever, <laughs> whatever it is that they're selling. You know, I mean, hell, I like the band and I don't even have a darkest hour T-shirt. So why the fuck would I buy barbecue sauce? You know, it doesn't make <laughs> right. a whole lot of sense, does it? <laughs> well, that leads us into uh, to to my new talk to me hot sauce that I'm about to put out. So. Nice. <laughs> it's an it's a it's an it's got a rich blend, right? It's a, it's a rich blend, you know. It's, a, it's not bitter. It's not sour. It's you know when it hits your tongue, you got to wait for a second. <laughs> it was it was well, way, it was way cooler in the nineties. You know what? We can get a bag of chicken and we can do that with the new CMS dry rub that I'm putting out. It'd be perfect for some wings. Nice. God. Or you could. I do cannot it. even imagine <laughs> the Neely uh, the Neely Ranch. <laughs> CMS dry rub with your Neely Ranch that you're dipping into. Cool. Right. Approved by Don Dockin. <laughs> yeah. Signed off. He could be your spokesperson. Yeah. Uh, here, I am Don Dockin for the CMS dry rub and Neely Ranch. Yeah. I can't say When Neely. I'm not at IHOP having breakfast with Neely, <laughs> I, book, I cook my chicken with the CMS dry rub. <laughs> That's amazing. Horrible. Well, uh, the guest this week on the show is John Five. Do you have any? Uh, do you have any uh, background with John Five at all? Um, I've met him. I, you know, I, I've met him a few times. W- once with Manson, and once with um, with Rob, with Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, seems like a nice enough guy. I, I I I would swear I've interviewed him, but for the life of me, I can't remember it, which really doesn't say much for that interview. But. <laughs> um, uh, you know what, dude? And it's one of those things. And and I'm going to give you credit because I actually, because of me and you talking off off show, you know, I went back and listened to his new record, which is actually pretty fun. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a fun listen. Um, most times with these with the virtuoso guys, it's just not my thing. I need a voice. You know, it doesn't even have to be a good voice, but <laughs> right. I do need a voice telling me some sort of three minute story. Right. Um, but um, he. You know, it's funny because when you and I were talking, I, I brought up Satriani and Eric Johnson and whatnot, and you were like, you were like, yeah, but this guy's like more albumish, 
you know, and and for whatever reason that clicked. So I went back and I listened to the what's what's the new one? Season of the Witch or something yeah, like season that. Season of the Witch, yes. Yeah. I went back and listened to it and and was like, wow, this is actually a pretty good listen. But of course, midway through, my my typical thing comes into play where I was like, man, if there was somebody singing over these, these would be great. Yeah, there's a couple of spots on the album. I I would love like a Mike Patton to come in and just do some cool stuff over it. Like I would kill to hear that. Yeah, or dude, he's been in bands with Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie. He couldn't couldn't ask those. (laughs) They couldn't give him one song. Really? Rob Zombie. I mean. Rob Zombie's putting out dog shit. Why couldn't he lay in a dog shit vocal over over one of these better songs? <laughs> Absolutely. Did you, like that? Did you like that record or not? Oh, the Zombie record. Man, the newest I, one. I kind of I don't even really get into the Rob Zombie stuff anymore. Like I, I even like the the first album. I was such a huge White Zombie fan that when he went solo, I was just like. I, the Dragula song just didn't really click, and man, I just right. haven't—I haven't really gotten into it. Um, putting this, you know, putting this episode together, you know, we threw a Rob Zombie song on the end of it. Um, kind of listening to it, then I was like, yeah, it's kind of good. But but then I also fall into this, and I don't know if you do this too, but I fall into this if I interview the person and I get along with them. I actually give their mu- I almost get into their music a little bit more and I'm try- I always try to figure out if if it's I'm really into it or if they just you know uh, won me over kind of thing. Yeah, I I, def- I definitely do that. There's cuz I you know, I mean for people that don't know, in order to get to, to get to where you get good interviews, you do a lot of shitty interviews. You know, and and by shitty, I don't necessarily mean that the bands are bad, but a lot of times it's just people you don't know. Yeah. You know, you you get you get, oh, you want to interview Judas Priest? Okay, well, here's this band from Sweden that, um, you know, their debut has come out. They're a five-piece goth instrumental orchestral band. But if you guys do a good job with that, then we'll give you K.K. Downing or whatever. Right. You know, you do a lot of that horse trading. And so you go into these interviews blind. I mean, absolutely blind with, with bands. I just did one not too long ago with a band called... Um, black top mojo okay. didn't know didn't know dick about this band i really didn't and listened to it and really the first time i listened to it I was like all right it's pretty c-rated blackstone cherry right. you know that was my that was my impression by having it in the background you know while i was trying to figure out if i was what i was gonna ask this guy about And then after I talked to the guy, then I went back and listened to it. I was like, okay, this isn't as bad. But it, but just like you were saying, I, I sort of like the guys, so I gave the music a second chance. Yeah, that, that happens. Actually, I kind of had one of those interviews the other day. And actually, it's, we've, I think you and I, uh, we, you and I talk a lot off air, but, but we uh, – you know, he actually ended up, I think ended up being one of the cooler interviews I've had in a long time. Um, that'll be out on the future episode, but you know, unknown band, I didn't know anything about them. I Googled and Facebook searched as much as I could about them. But at the end of the day, I think we, you know, we ended up talking about cassettes or something, <laughs> you know, so it's it right. a good, good long conversation about, you know, just, uh, just random nonsense, but yeah, it's the good stuff, man. But, uh, Chris, appreciate you taking the time today, man. And, uh, you know, just uh, for for the four people out there that listen to my show that don't listen to yours, how do they catch you? Uh, they can go to a meatspin.com. That's meatspin.com. <laughs> did you see the Pornhub uh, April Fool's Day joke? I did. Of course. <laughs> Come on, dude. I'm a porn freak. <laughs> of course I 
Uh, the, the Pornhub does it. Believe me, I see it. <laughs> I but yeah, was- I definitely saw. I definitely saw their their joke. That was pretty funny. A lot of people. I. It was more fun. What what I find funny about the joke is not the joke itself, but the number of people that were scared about the joke. Right. That were scared. And for people that don't know, the joke was that they made it look like it was automatically spamming all of your social media right. that you were on Pornhub, like with whatever whatever sick video you were watching, right. you know, um, whatever it was, two chicks, reverse cowboy, large cock or whatever you searched, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, whatever it was, they, they made it look like that was being spammed out to all your social media. What I, I found the most funny is how people were, were scared about this. It's like, who's not admitting to watching porn these days? Right. You know, is that still like a taboo? It's not 1973 anymore where you have like a, a reel-to-reel hidden away behind your couch. You know, it's people watch porn, so what? Oh, man. The problem. The, uh, the one thing I've always thought was great about those sites is there is the share button that you could actually uh, – but I've never once seen anybody share porn on Facebook that, that I can uh, – that I remember. Well, I think you'd get your account suspended, wouldn't you? Probably. Because you're sharing like, nudity. Right. You know, so I, I would think I can't imagine uh, if, if you're going to see it, you, you got to be more of a Twitter guy. If you're looking for porn online, you know, through social media, because Lord knows there's all kinds of porn in Twitter. Jesus. Yes, there is. Not that I know. I've heard. I've heard. <laughs> You've heard. Because I don't want to admit that I've ever watched porn. You know, <laughs> God forbid somebody knows that I'm a sick fuck in real life. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chris. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's take a listen to my conversation with John Five. Cool, cool. Yo, this is Trevor from Obituary, and you're listening to Talk To Me.
All right, that was Here's to the Crazy Ones off of Season of the Witch by John Five, and we're joined by John Five. How you doing today, John? Greetings. I'm doing well. How are you? We're doing great. We're doing great. We're, uh, we're excited to talk to you, man. So first question out of the gate, when did you realize that you were just uh, a better guitar player than everyone around you? <laughs> well, I, I didn't. I just, um, you know, it's, it's a strange thing with, with, um, with myself. All I like to do is, ever since I was like seven, all I like to do is watch TV and play guitar. And I would have my guitar on me all the time and I would just play and play and play. And I, you know, I would just be like, Oh my God, it's nighttime. And that's like how much I would play. And I still do that today. I just will just play and play, but I'll learn things. So um, that's the important stuff. I don't just sit and play for no reason. I'm, I'm like learning something new, you know, all the time, which is very important. Very cool. Yeah. The one thing, um, you know, studying up on you and learning, you know, Mike and I, we both grew up in the South and Hee Haw is, uh, was a staple of our childhood too. So what is your, uh, recollection of recollection of Hee Haw back in the day? Well, <clears throat> that's a great question because, you know, uh, I loved Hee Haw, you know, just like everybody else in the seventies growing up and families, you know, they just crowded around the TV and they loved Hee Haw. It was what everyone watched. And, you know, I still watch it today. I watch the old episodes and they just make me feel so good. So what happened was I was um, on tour with Zombie uh, a little while back, like a few months back. Okay, and I remember there was this time, I remember watching Kihai. I was six years old. And I saw this kid playing banjo on, on Hee Haw with Roy Clark. So I was on YouTube and I put in little boy banjo player Roy Clark Hee Haw. And wouldn't you know it, here it comes. And that is the moment that changed my life was watching this kid. That was the moment that made me say, I'm going to play guitar. And the song they did is a song called Orange Blossom Highway, which I do a cover of, but I changed the title to 666 Shooters. But I did the theme from that song. I mean, it's such a weird coincidence, but it's the truth. And it's so cool to see something that make, that changed your life forever. And I love the girls on there. Oh, my God. You know, everything about that show I just really loved. And that's why I did that song, uh, Hell Haw. Now, with the Hee Haw, is that where, um, is that where your love for the Telecaster first came into play, uh, seeing the guys on Hee Haw? Absolutely. Absolutely. They all played tellies, and I didn't know what a Telecaster was. I just knew what an electric guitar was. But it was burned in my brain, in that shape. And... Um, that's why I play a telly today is because, you know, so that show, I guess that show has had more influence on me than anything else in my life. Um, you know, seeing the kid playing, then also, uh, you know, playing the Telecaster and all that stuff. So yeah, it's had such a massive influence on me. 
so with the Hee Haw, and your your story kind of mirrors my story of growing up watching Hee Haw with the family, and then you know also my other cousins being really big into Kiss and showing me Kiss, which was you know demons with guitars, and uh, you know thinking that Kiss meets the Phantom of the Park was a cinematic you know gem and things like that. Um, what was that like for you kind of going from, you know, kind of watching the hee-haw type stuff and then going into watching, you know, getting exposed to Kiss? Well, everything is epiphanies, you know, and you, you hope for uh, influence in your life. And, um, of course, just like any any kid, you know, I loved monsters. I love monster movies. And when I saw Kiss early on, it was like monsters with guitars and I was, I was so like, just in my life changed again, you know, because at that point, you know, I was listening to the monkeys, I guess anything on TV that had guitars, you know, the monkeys, hee haw, you know, happy days. But when I saw kiss, that was it, you know, and it's, and I remember my dad saying, oh, this is a fad. You'll get out of it, you know, one day when, you know, I was like probably eight or something like that. But still, I love, you know, T-Haw. I love Monsters. And I love Kiss still to this day. Thank God I do, you know, because I'm so happy. I'm so happy. So I got to ask, being uh, the Kiss nerd that I am, outside of Ace Fraley, who I know that you're friends with, who would be the, your next pick as the, your favorite Kiss guitarist? Yeah, I'd say Vinnie Vincent. I love Vinnie Vincent. Thank you. <laughs> I was hoping for that. Yeah. <laughs> now, speaking of... Yeah, are you a Kiss nerd? Yeah, yeah, I am. But, you know, it's kind of funny uh, awesome. that you go to... Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, it's, it's great that you're a Kiss nerd. Yeah, man. Uh, speaking of, of, um, of somebody like Vinnie... Uh, he went on to a solo career, and you know, his his playing was always over the top. Now, what I've always liked about uh, you and your career is whether it be from playing with, you know, the DLR band or Manson or Zombie, you always play for the for the group, you know. And it's kind of like, or the song, I guess I should say, it's not too much of. Um, overtop and flash and everything just rolls smoothly and it when you're with manson it sounds like manson when you're with zombie it sounds like zombie and so on and uh and honestly in dlr band uh the first time i heard that album i was like shit i think is eddie back in the band because it was just you were able to capture the feel and then bring your own to it um now when you go to your solo albums is what i like is the over the top and do you find it hard to make the distinction in you know, I guess what I'm saying is, do you find it hard to make the distinction in keeping your playing for a band style versus the over the top stuff of your solo career? Um, I really think that's why I've always been hired for, um, uh, you know, throughout my life, I've always been hired and, um, and kept around because I've always played for the song. I never played I always understood that I'm not playing for myself. I'm not there to go look at me. I'm there to go, wow, this band has never sounded so good. And that was my hope and dream, yeah. is when I got into certain bands, 
I wanted it to sound live. I wanted it to sound better than it ever did before. And that's still my, uh, you know, what I try to do every show. If I'm playing with Rob, you know, I want it to be perfect. We just, um, we just played in, uh, not just a little while back now, we were in Chicago and we did, um, the whole white zombie Astro creep album, uh, from beginning to end. Now I didn't improvise. I didn't do anything like that. And I, and I just played everything exactly how it was on the record. And because I respect that music, I respect it. It's great music. And, you know, I, I just always want to give, you know, if there's a piece of music written down, you play what's written down on that music. And I always think of that the same way, if it's Marilyn Manson or if it's Rob Zombie or if it's anyone else, you know, it's you got to play what was recorded. Because if it was something else, they would have put something else on the record. Very cool. Yeah, I was at that uh, Riot Fest show. We drove up from, uh, we do the show out of Louisville. I drove up to Chicago to see that because of, you know, you guys doing Astro Creep in its entirety, which is one of my favorite albums, plus the Misfits being there. And then, uh, you know, there were a few other bands that had some stuff going on that I wanted to check out. But uh, recently I heard Rob say in an interview that you guys didn't rehearse that album. It, was he saying that he didn't rehearse it with you guys or you guys didn't get in a room all together and rehearse it? Um, what we did is I got with the guys, I got with Ginger and Piggy D and I grilled them. I just like really, really like piece by piece, verse by verse, chorus by chorus. We just got it perfect. And then we would rehearse it with Rob at soundcheck and, you know, we would do three songs you know, it was when we were on tour with Korn. Okay. And we do a few songs here, a few songs here. But I made sure everything was perfect. Perfect. And, uh, you know, because this is an important record to yes, everyone, yeah. myself included. And I wanted to make it as great as possible, that performance. And uh, I'm really proud of it. Yeah, from where I was in this, you know, in the crowd, you you definitely you all you guys did it justice, and I think it was an uh, it was an amazing evening. And then and then the misfits to follow that up, you know, you couldn't ask for a better show. Yeah, it was really cool. And there was another thing you guys did, and I don't know if it's just something you guys do live or you guys did it then, but you know, Rob, uh, you guys did Thunder Kiss, I believe it was during Thunder Kiss, and you guys you know started it and then you stopped it, and then you Rob made everyone put their cell phones up, and and then you started it again, and the crowd, like the the energy of the crowd after he made everyone put their cell phones up, was something I haven't seen since the '90s. It was amazing. You know, it's it's funny. I really everybody says this about their singer, but I think in my eyes, he's like the greatest frontman because he knows how to talk to a crowd. He knows how to address a crowd. He knows how to get them like crazy or anything like that, which is so hard. The reason I'm saying it's so hard, I'm doing this instrumental, these instrumental shows. 
And it's a lot of notes, and it's perfection, and it's timing, and it's, you know, all that stuff that is so hard is, like, it's relaxing to me because I rehearse so much. But when I have to talk to that crowd, that's the scariest part of the night. <laughs> it's tough to talk to a crowd. My, my voice sounds stupid. Speaking, when I talk over a mic, I sound like an idiot. <laughs> so, you know, when... But, Rob does it. He's incredible. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely an amazing time. Um, I kind of wanted to go back to to some Kiss nerdness with you, and it came out recently that... No you, problem. My you, pleasure. <laughs> you, you were kind of the catalyst in getting Gene and Ace together at the Ace Freely show in California. Can you kind of walk us through how that happened? You know, Gene is my buddy, just like Peter, Paul, and Ace, you know, and... Uh, I, I t- was talking with Gene, and I emailed Gene, and I said, Gene, hear me out. Let's go down the street from your house. Ace is playing right down the street. Let's go have some laughs. Let's go watch Ace. I'll pick you up. We'll park right in front. We'll walk him. We'll have a great time. Because me and Gene, we get together, and we laugh, and we have a really good time. I mean, I love the guy love the guy. I've known him for, you know, years and he's the funniest best guy. So I'm thinking he's going to email me back and go, you know, I can't do that or that's not a good idea or I'm busy. And he emails me back, you know, and he goes, okay, let's do it. And I set it all up, you know, made sure we had our parking right in front and walked in and you know, we were sitting in the room. Ace wasn't there yet. And Ace walks in. And I'll tell you, man, those guys started talking like they have been, you know, they didn't miss a beat. You know, they were just talking like no time has passed. And they were talking about the Coventry. And they were talking about the Daisy. And it was so cool. You know, it was like really cool. And I didn't say a word. I just listened. Because these guys were talking, you know, and just talking and talking. And it was so great. And we all had a great night. Ace sounded amazing. Ace sounded great. And me and Gene were watching on the side of the stage. And we had a blast. And we were, we just all had, it was a night I'll never forget. And uh, I'm so glad we did it. You know, I really get the feeling uh, after listening to um, Ace um, recently and, and reading in interviews, I, I really do get the, the impression that a lot of the drama these days is just pretty much made up by the press. Do you feel the same way about that between the original four guys? What I've experienced, and I, I'm very, very, very close to Peter. You know, I'm... I'm close to, you know, all of them. I, I talk to all of them. They all love each other, you know. They have such a history together. And, uh, you know, I didn't see any, 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 any weirdness at all between Gene or Ace at all. They just seemed like two great friends that caught up and um, had a great night. So uh, you know, yeah, I don't, I don't, 
that's just from my eyes. I don't see any drama or anything, but that's, you know, what do I know? I'm just, I'm just someone on the outside looking in, but I just see, you know, four guys that, you know, have respect for each other and love each other. Gotcha. Then as with kiss and then also circling back to, you know, your time with, uh, David Lee Roth. I mean, it's gotta be something crazy to wake up every day and realize that, you know, you've grew up listening to Van Halen, right? And then now you're, you haven't, uh, been a part of the DLR band and supposedly there's another album you guys did together but you think that'll ever see the light of day I think it might I think I, I was just with Dave before I started this tour really and I think it might see the light of day I think he might want to uh, to do something with this which you know I, I really hope so because it's great and uh, Dave's awesome man he's totally in shape and he's bopping around so he's He's doing great, man. The guy is like a superhero. Let's uh, let's talk a little bit about your solo tour that you're out on right now. And the one thing I've noticed, looking at the dates, you have zero days off. I mean, what a, you just like to go out and just pound them out, you know, no days off type stuff? I know. I just go out pound them out, man. It's it's crazy. We just, because when there's no singer, you know, like no one's going to blow their throat out. I'm blowing my throat out from just talking to the crowd. No, I'm just kidding. It's uh, it's it's great, you know. We're having a blast, and uh, I'm very fortunate. I'm very happy. I'm psyched, and the shows have been wonderful. And I'm I'm really happy that people enjoy this crazy, crazy trip I'm on right now, you know. And it's special. It is a very special thing, and um, you got to come out and witness it to to check it out. It's it's really something else. Yeah, we're actually uh, going to catch your Indianapolis show at the Vogue. I should be out there in the photo pit getting shots of the show, and Josh and I are both riding up. Hey, uh, on your album. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, that's we'll, great, we'll be there for sure. I missed, the, I missed your trip uh, or your stop last time at the Vogue. It was pretty much this time last year, I believe. Pretty close. Isn't that – it's weird how that's working out, you know, how, how – uh, yeah, well, I guess it makes sense because, you know, I'm on tour with Zombie at the summertime, so I guess this is my tour at the time with the, uh, with the creatures. Now, one thing I do, um, when it comes to instrumental albums and guitar albums, I fall off kind of quick once I start one. And the one thing that I've... Your, your songs on your solo albums always seem like they're the actual... It's not just an instrumentation, you know. It's not like a, a guitar fest, and it seems like it's constructed like your guitar lines. When you write those, do you have like lyrics in mind that you're kind of playing a melody to? Because your songs just come off very well constructed. That's kind of how I arrange it, you know. But I try, I try to arrange it as a cool rock tune or a cool country tune or something like that. And yeah, that's how they come off. Totally insane. Yeah, and put totally insane guitar work in it. So, because, you know, I like, I want it to be where people can listen to it and go, yeah, you know, I dig this. And I want it to be where where uh, it's different. And it's not just the same thing, you know, the same thing for nine songs or something like that. I want it to be completely a different thing so people can enjoy it. 
and then the show is just like you guys are really going to dig the show it's something else it's really a lot of fun and a lot of surprisingly a lot of girls come to the show and i'm not saying like you know how like metal bands say hey yeah a lot of girls come to our show no 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 and it's like the like the waitresses and stuff like that and then, <laughs> but it's surprisingly a lot of girls come to the show too and it's really cool you know cuz it's a fun show you know so i'm really fortunate and i'm happy that things are going so well very cool and uh just one more thing real quick when you when you listen to music can you honestly listen to music and enjoy it or, or is your brain so wrapped around the guitar that you hear what's going on and you're like oh well that guy's playing an a to a diminished e to a you know like a f7 and do you do you listen to music that way or do you listen to music in like in a pleasurable way in a pleasurable way for sure i love 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 listening to music and um I just, you know, I love Steely Dan, and I love Slipknot, and I love the Dixix, and I love Ministry, Clark, and I love Slayer. You know, I just love music. I love music, and I just listen to it for, just like everybody else, I enjoy it, and it makes me feel good. And of course, I love Kiss, I love Drastic Kill, and I love Rock and Roll Over, and Love Gun, and Potter and Hell. You know, it's just like, you know, I just love listening to music. It's a gift. Well, since we're um, Kiss nerding out, uh, what's your favorite Kiss album? You know, a fine question. I would have to say Dress to Kill. That's mine as well. That's a great yeah, album. Yeah, really cool. What about you, Josh? Great album. <laughs> I'm a huge uh, huge Destroyer fan myself. Yeah, every everybody everybody loves Destroyer when I... When it uh, that was everyone's first record, you know, yeah, which I, is a great record, of course. I can to this day still remember being nine years old and putting the record needle down on uh, my cousin's copy of Double Platinum. He's like, "You want to hear music? This is rock and roll all night." And I just sat there and like put the needle back, put the needle back, and it's to this day one of my uh, fondest memories of music. Yeah, it's it's a gift, man. It's it's people have to watch out for these signs because. These signs will change your life, and it's uh, it's a wonderful thing, you know? It is. Well, John Five, man, thanks so much for taking the time today, and we definitely appreciate you having you on. And um, we'd like to end the show with the song, picked by the artist, and uh, pick your favorite uh, pick your favorite White Zombie slash Rob Zombie song to play live. Uh, let's see. A fine, fine, fine thing. Let's see. Um I am going to say, what do I love? I mean, there's so many I love to play. Uh, uh, let's say, let's do Dead City Radio. I love Dead City Radio. Fantastic, John. Well, thank you so much for taking the time tonight. Great. Thank you, guys. Oh, yeah! I want to tell you about Dead City Radio,
Facebook.com slash talk to me talk. I'm not collecting friends and I'm not building any farms. I don't want to get sucked into this. And Twitter at talk to me talk. Thank you again to John Five for coming on the podcast. Thank you to Chris Aiken of the Classic Metal Show for taking some time out of his day. And that was uh, right before he was getting ready for his WrestleMania party, so I know that was taking out of his day. Uh, thanks to Scribble for for putting together the classic Talk To Me rap. I love it. I'm going to play it again at the, at the end of this episode. And also thanks to, uh, you heard Mike there on the pot in the uh, interview. That's the last interview with Mike, so uh, thanks to him for coming on the podcast, or thanks to him for being on the podcast, being a co-host for the for the time that he was on the podcast, and a huge thanks go out to him. And thank you to Sean Reinert for the non-point question, so make sure you're answering that question to get your two free tickets to the non-point show here in Louisville, Kentucky. And I just want to say thanks to everyone out there listening to the podcast. If you have not received your Talk To Me sticker, make sure you're reaching out to me. I did get a blizzard of requests in for them. And if I missed your name or if I missed you and you haven't received a sticker yet, make sure to reach out again. And I do apologize if you haven't gotten one yet, but I will get those out to you. Uh, you know, you can't be too upset about a free sticker, but, uh, you know, they're pretty cool. I'm enjoying them. And uh, thank you guys out there for uh, sending me pictures of once you get them in. Uh, I've seen them on people's acoustic guitars, seen them on cars and uh, it's been a lot of fun seeing where they where all these go and another thing i mean I, I get these reports all the time of where everyone in the country is listening or where everyone in the world listens but it kind of it's kind of kind of even more warming to see the, the requests come in and i see the addresses and i see the cities and man people are listening to this show all over the country and all over the world i just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who checks out the talk to me podcast each and every week on episode 95, a lot of great things coming up. I uh, got a great episode with uh, Wendy Dio coming up, talking about Ronnie James Dio and the Ronnie James Dio uh, ride for Ronnie fun- uh, function coming up. I uh, got a great interview with uh, Al Levi, formerly of Doth. He's doing a NailTheMix.com thing now. Uh, just just a few good interviews in the can, ready for you guys. I got a great interview as my phone goes off. Great interview with uh, Fallon Bowman, formerly of Kitty. You guys all know Fallon from Kitty. That was She was your favorite. She was everyone's favorite in Kitty. So uh, a lot of great guests coming up, and I just cannot wait for, for everyone to hear these episodes. And thanks for all the love I'm getting out there. Facebook, Twitter, email, iTunes, you know, leave those reports, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, I'll throw in right now, if you want to support the podcast monetarily, make sure to head over to patreon.com slash talk to me and choose a tier and, you know, support the podcast. A lot of people are out there doing it right now in various ways. Uh, monet- monetarily is probably the best way. Uh, I've got the website coming up, talktomepod.com. It's getting revamped right now, getting an all-new look, and it's going to it's gonna be blowing up. I, I'm so excited for this year, for everything coming out this year, for, every, for you guys to check out. So let's check out this scribble, Talk To Me Rap, one more time as we wrap this up. So for the Talk To Me podcast, I am Joshua Toomey. I will see you guys next Tuesday with my conversation with Wendy Dio. And uh, you guys have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. Do not attempt to approach, talk to me, motherfucker, you gon' dish it up close. Raised by the devil, marked by the gods to be the king of this podcast, shit, when it drops. Fucking around with Josh, get your face all split up, get stuck in the zone when you lit up, you better shut your bitch off and pick up. Who you pause that? Dopest weekly podcast, rock stars, the ball rap, and everything in between. You, you tune into that groovy, it's fattest shit on the planet, a good time from this jacket.
motherfucker speak candid Hey, breathe the twisted If you missed it, bitch, you slipping I think they might need vanish He probably jumped the shark Cause Tony's about to blow and leave a legendary mark So welcome to the carnival The shit's about to spark If you ain't with it, then I spring it Go and rip your ass apart Talk to me 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 Talk to me